It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic, taken up until 7 o'clock today on the sports fan, presented by JK Contracting. 6.06 on the clock on this 21st day of December. 39 degrees and raining outside here in southeast Ohio. Well, it's another rendition of the sports fan right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. And as we get near and closer towards the Christmas season, uh, you know, we've been running this Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, it's not really by the Bengals, but it is by uh, FOCO and the National Museum Hall of Fame, uh, the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum, and they were generous enough. They sent us three bobbleheads to give away, and we ran this contest online. The form is closed now, so you can't enter to win, and I do have uh, a couple winners in front of me now, and we said, you know what? We're going to make a little bit of an event of it. We were going to go out and announce the names over errands, uh, so we might as well go ahead and do that. There were 90 entrants into the Joe Burrow uh, you know, bobblehead, and again, this was produced by FOCO, and if you are not one of the winners, uh, you can still go to the National uh, the Hall of Fame and uh, Museum of Bobbleheads. Uh, you can search that online. It's on our uh, Twitter page, so you can go find that at a WATHWXTQ, or I think it's WXTQWATH. However, uh, so you, you can still buy one. There are $40, and it's like an $8 shipping fee. It's pretty cool, a couple different bobbleheads, and, of course, uh, you know, of, of interest to the local area would, would be the Joe Burrow bobbleheads. But uh, they sent us three, and I'm about to give away two of them right here on air. Uh, there was one of Joe riding a Cincinnati Bengal wearing his number nine uh, you know, the number he wears for, for Cincinnati. There's one of him in his Heisman pose back from his days at LSU. And there's also one of him uh, riding a Tiger back at LSU. So it's same pose, different jersey, different different team. Uh, but it was neat. And, uh, you know, the National Hall of Fame the Museum, the Bobblehead National Hall of Fame and Museum sent us three. And there were 90 entrants to win three of these bobbleheads, which was uh, remarkable. I, I appreciate everybody getting the word out there, spreading around and, and entering in to get the chance to win the bobbleheads. So now, without further ado, for uh, the two bobbleheads, there will be a third one announced, and that one will be announced on uh, tomorrow during the midday show with Captain Shane. That's over on our sister station, WXTQ Power 105. But as of right now, we have two winners out of the 90 at a random number generator. Not even names, no names, none, none of uh, none of anything else. So any anybody had a chance to win out of the 90, and the first number that came out was number 12, and the first bobblehead will go to Cheryl Cravissi. And I think I butchered the last name, uh, but a congratulations goes out to Cheryl as uh, she has won the Joe Burrow bobblehead, and she indicated on here that she wanted the Joe Burrow uh, Bengal bobblehead. So the Bengal bobblehead is off the table. And again, you can still go buy it. You can still uh, go online at the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame Museum and purchase one should you choose to do so. And then for the second one, we will go with number 25. 
And again, this was all randomly generated for the numbers. Uh, so everybody had a chance to win here. Fair chance. And number 25 was Christopher Coleman. And Coleman selected the Joe Burrow LSU bobblehead. So both the bobbleheads, one riding the Bengal, one riding the Tiger, both have been given away. And you still have a chance tomorrow for your name to get called uh, on the midday show with Captain Shane. That one will be uh, uh, from 10 to 3. And Shane will have the winner announced during that time. But again, a congratulations goes out to Christopher Coleman and Cheryl Kribsty. I know I'm going to get that name wrong, and, and hopefully I said it right the second time, but we will reach out to the winners, and, and congratulations to those. And, of course, you know, it's a holiday season. What, what better way you get a nice little bobblehead uh, representing, uh, you know, Joe. But a lot of news, a lot of news over the weekend. Of course, the college football playoffs came out, and they had their selection, and the top four uh, in order, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Ohio. And Ohio State. And that one, you know, you could say that the CFP, and there's been a lot, a lot of people who've been upset about it. A lot of people. <clears throat> especially those who are Bearcat fans, and especially those who are, um, you know, fans of, of the uh, you know, college football playoffs, because, you know, there was never really a chance given to anybody in the group of five. Cincinnati could put their record up. I mean, they had one of the top offensive in, uh, in the nation. And does it compete against Alabama? Well, probably not. But um, I, I still say that they should have a chance to go out there, compete, and just show, you know, that, that the group of five can, can compete with the power of five. And I know Joey and I went back and forth on this, uh, you know, whether it was on Saturday or on, uh, well, I probably talked to him on Saturday about it too, but, uh, you know, I've been going back and forth, and I said, you know, Coastal Carolina, um, University of Cincinnati, they, they deserve a shot. And uh, we got Trevor Stevens on the line with us now. And Trevor, uh, you know, when it goes towards the college football playoffs, it has never, ever allowed a group of five team into the top four since the CFP has, has uh, been a thing uh, for the past couple of years here. Uh, and, of course, Ohio State did win the first CFP uh, award and the national title, the way that it was done with that. Uh, but now, you know, teams like Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina and, you know, any other group of five team, UCF a couple years ago, you know, they've, they've never really had the shot at showing what they have in the postseason, even though they did every single thing right. They won their conference. They did this. They did that. But they're not getting the shot on the national stage. But, Trevor, how are you? Welcome into the program. I'm good. And to just start with that point yeah so i based on what we've seen this year with basically cincinnati so they based the committee basically just threw them saying uh they won they played all games they won even close games even their conference champion which it's one of the requirements that over jumps its number of conference championships head-to-head and strength of schedule, some of the top three things that the committee looks over. Based on Cincinnati, how they were seven, and then they dropped, even though they blew out teams, and then they went to six, and then they went to seven again. Shows that that they weren't even being much considered for the top five. The, they, the math 
with Ohio and the other group of five teams, unless they have, they have said on ESPN basically that they had to beat like beat a two ranked teams, go undefeated, be a conference champion, you might get a shot. That's what Western Michigan has done a few years ago. That's what Cincinnati, basically they were comparing Cincinnati's Orange Bowl year, saying how they beat two top 25 teams and ran the table. That team could may have been in the top, may have been right compared to this year's team. That team might have had a better shot at gaining, but I don't think that uh, Group of five can ever make the playoffs. They, I'm for going to a, keep the bowl system because that is great opportunity for all teams who are in it, learning right. experience, getting extra game. But you also, I'm for, I'm also for the uh, group of five just playoffs where you have four to six teams go at it in a separate tournament. Well. Here's what I would, and I saw this, I think it was on Reddit, or somebody had posted this online, and they said, you know what, if it was, if they, and I don't know if this would be feasible or not, I don't think it would be, but instead of breaking off into their own, right, because oh, at face value, right, the NCAA has X amount of Division One schools, and these Division One schools are all competing for a national championship. It should not matter. If they are in Power 5 or a group of five, if you are going to be the NCAA, you should have an equal opportunity to go out and have a, a national title and compete against other Division I teams. And the only reason why I am not for you know, the group of five breaking off is because then you are saying that the group of five is not as important as the other half of the NCAA in, in the Power 5 conference. Uh, in the Power Five, you know, conferences, you know, I would want you know a team like Ohio or a team like you know any other Group of Five team out there, whether it be Western Michigan if they go undefeated, whether it be Kent State, whether it be anybody, uh, you know, Cincinnati, UCF. I believe they all should have the same opportunity to go out and win a national championship. Now, the only and I, I went back and forth this with Joey, I think, on whether it would be Thursday or Friday. I can't remember what day we went out and, and, and had this debate. But, you know, it's just the with college football, the way it is structured right now, if you go and have a conference championship, if you have an undefeated season and you win against every team that's in front of you in that season, you still do not get the opportunity to go out there and win yourself a national championship. You get, you get your conference championship, but you do not get the opportunity to go out and win a national championship. If you're in baseball, you win the conference championship, you go out and you have a chance to go in, into the NCAA tournament and, and compete for a championship, right? If you are in softball, if you are in basketball, if you are in wrestling, every other sport in college you have the opportunity to go out there and win one. Is it feasible in football? I wish it was. You know, I wish, you know, maybe they just do the top 25 teams or whatever it is. But it's just, to me, it boils down to the having the opportunity to go out there and compete and take out all the biases, right? Take out all the egos, take out everything, and just look at the numbers. You know, and, and I can go on and on about it, you know, all I want. Uh, I don't know. They're never going to allow all the conference champions to go in 
Uh, you know, if Notre Dame doesn't go into a conference, uh, obviously, you know, that puts a huge hindrance on, on a team like them. Uh, but, you know, that, that, that's kind of my take here, Trevor. This is your beginning part. So, in the NCAA, the college football, the playoff system, is the only championship that is not sponsored by the NCAA. They do have a FC, the FCS, the lower division, is basically Division One football, and that's what their bracket is. If you want to put every single team, you're basically throwing out that team in those small schools like North Dakota State, even though won't have a basically won't have a shot in winning a national championship. That's why that's why these bigger schools decided to make with the BCS then the college which turned into the college football playoff a few years ago. Unless we make a change to the college football playoff, nothing's gonna happen. You still have these same teams same teams competing because it's basically you have to have show high success year after year after year and your con and that success has to be with your conference. So like the Big Ten, the Big Ten has Ohio State, Ohio State's in the playoffs big each year. The Big Ten is a well known conference. The Mac, they are known for matching. That is getting higher a little bit, getting your name out there, but then you have to have a team who goes eleven and one, undefeated, ten and two throughout the regular season, year in and year out to have a basically have a shot because it's based on conference, based on what people think of your conferences instead of in highly named in your team profiles. If you or like Ohio State, you have a bigger name than Kent State. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll even go and, and say, you know, use Cincinnati as an example, right? And I think this is what a lot of people are upset about. Cincinnati has a 9-0 and record. They were 3-0 and against teams in the top 25 and against teams who had an above 500 winning percentage. They were 5-0. and And the opponent win percentage of all their whole, the, the whole season was uh, a win percentage of .56, right? So they were winning, you know, more often than they were losing. Uh, the opponents for Cincinnati. They are undefeated. They are a conference champion, and they had more top 25 wins and more wins above 500 teams than both Texas A&M and Notre Dame. Now, am I saying that they're going to go out there and they're going to beat Alabama? No. But you just saw Notre Dame get embarrassed by Clemson, and that happens. They get embarrassed. I was a Notre Dame fan, and uh, the, that was my college allegiance you know, growing up. I was a fighting Irish fan, but you know what? A team like Cincinnati, who is undefeated, who played nine games this year in a pandemic season that's been unlike any other, and you know, a conference champion in more wins over teams than uh, uh, top 25 teams, unlike A&M and Notre Dame. You know, like, I don't know what the committee was looking at when they don't even give Cincinnati a chance. They don't even look at them. They don't even have a... Uh, a fighting chance to get into the postseason, and that's why I think that it's broken because, you know, this team did everything that it could this year, had three wins against teams that are in the top 25. Like, what what more could you have asked for Cincinnati in a season like this to make it into the postseason? It's not like that. Even though this year they were scheduling on the fly, 
like you saw Coastal Carolina and BYU. BYU yeah. do. In the, and then it's, most of these schedules are four, five, even ten years in advance. So it's not you can't go tell them to schedule. This year you could try to tell them to schedule up, but when they say that on TV, it's impossible to do this since most of these schedules are scheduled out in advance. Right. And that's what I was talking to Joey about on Thursday. I said, look, I mean, it's impossible to figure out, you know, let's say that Cincinnati scheduled Penn State this year, right, hypothetically. Penn State, who is normally a pretty good football team, they're in the Big Ten, like that, that would be a good win any other year. Penn State was not good this year at all. I mean, they were not a, a team to watch. They were ranked in the top 25 at the beginning, but then they dropped out as quick as they got in there. Like, if, if Cincinnati had, you know, Penn State on there and beat them when they were you know, already 0-3 on the season, you know, that's not going to help them. And they, they can't help it because they scheduled that game five, six years ago. And that's just the most frustrating thing because even if you say schedule up, do this, do that, when a team meets the requirements, they don't even get the shot to make it into the postseason. But I'm up for, like I said earlier, not to. I if uh, I'm up for an eight-team playoff system where you have the, all the conference champions. So the MAC champion gets an automatic bid. Mm-hmm. Then you have two or three at-large spots, and then you still use the committee to do the top twenty-five. And those, and the committee chooses the next two at-large teams, like they do for like the New Year Six Bowls. Yeah. I think that would work fine, but you might always get like a MAC team playing an Alabama team, but the MAC team will have an opportunity to be called in the playoffs and right. will have the opportunity even though they might get blown out if it's like Alabama who runs the table and is like show the number one seed and is the best team throughout the year that year. At least you're, you can say the MAC had the opportunity to upset the team and had their shot at the national championship. But even if we, let's say, you know, they, they're blowing them out, right? I mean, if you take a look at the past, you know, semifinals, Oklahoma, right, Big 12, they got blown out by LSU. LSU was the best team in the nation. They are going to blow out whoever. They were going to blow out whoever that they faced last year. Because they were just that remember, good. Yeah. So kind of, I remember that there was a talk between the four and five, Oklahoma, and I can't remember who, said, oh, this other team should be in. And then then we go see the game, and now everyone's saying uh, it was better for Oklahoma there instead of seeing that other team. Just they saw the other team was a bit lower and would get beat by much more by LSU. But either way, they're going to get blown out. You know, it it's, doesn't matter if you have a Notre Dame team in there. doesn't matter if you have a Buffalo team in there. doesn't matter if you have an Oklahoma team in there. You know, LSU, Clemson, and, uh, you know, Alabama, those are top-tier college football programs. They are going to beat whoever you put out on, on the field against them. You know, and, and just to say that, you know, they don't deserve to be there or, oh, they're going to get blown out, well, yeah. 
So did Oklahoma. So did other big, quote-unquote, top-tier programs. Because it's Alabama, it's Clemson, LSU, uh, Ohio State. Like, those are the perennial powerhouse teams. They are supposed to go out there and blow other people out. OSU's been blown out besides Northwestern. Every other team that they saw this year. The Big Ten was not good this year. SEC, Alabama is running away with everything. I mean, they had a close game uh, just the week before in the, in the uh, SEC championship game. But, you know, that, that's a championship game. Like, it, it's just, I, I don't like the argument that, you know, people are just going to get blown out uh, no matter who you put out there. Or, you know, Cincinnati's going to get blown out because they're, they're just not as good as, you know, Notre Dame. But, yeah, but Notre Dame got blown out by 24 against the third-best team, or however much they got blown out by. You know, it's just give the other teams a chance. I mean, how, how big would it be for a group of five team to play Alabama and not only, you know, get some money because of that, because, you know, if you play in a playoff game, the conference and the teams, they're all going to get a little bit of, of money benefiting off of that. So maybe instead of a power five, we just have an entire Division One. NCA, you know, schools. Maybe it's not grouped differently financially because of that. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but, you know, just give these other teams opportunities. The, if you want opportunities, you either have to get rid of the FCS and combine it all so those lower teams will lose their, what they have a saying, I don't think they will like that, but the, or you have to basically improve the bowl system, which the bowl system, which currently has 51 games, but 15 of them are canceled this year. Basically, by adding more games to give more teams more opportunities, and you turn that into somehow a bracket format, which the first game of the first round games or the bowl games, and then you then you go to neutral site games. After that. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Something's got to change. I think there's a lot of pressure on people to make them change. Um, and, again, we're running out of, uh, of time here as we're getting closer to uh, Cincinnati Bengals as they got the primetime spot tonight, Monday Night Football, Bengals against the Steelers. That's coming up right here on 970 WATH. But, Trevor, before we let you go, before we uh, send it out uh, you know, to Cincinnati's broadcast, um, you know, closing thoughts. Unless I lost Trevor. Is Trevor still there? I was muted. Oh, uh, you were muted. Point point. Uh, I think Cincinnati's going to lose tonight. <laughs> that's uh, that's not a hot take. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's hopefully it's a competitive game. I know a couple people who have, uh, they're up against it in fantasy football. And um, I, all I can say is hope that, you know, whoever you have on the Steelers don't go off. Because if you have, have you got any of those guys on your, on your team on fantasy, it might be a rough night I'm, for you. I don't do fantasy football. Yeah, I don't know if I could survive it either. But anyway, Trevor, appreciate you calling in. Appreciate everybody, uh, you know, listening into the sports fan today. And, of course, uh, be sure we'll reach out to the winners of the giveaway and be sure to listen in tomorrow for the other giveaway uh, for the Joe Burrow bobblehead. It's a sportsman, 970 WATH.
71st year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, FM.